You're listening to Three Things to Know with Stephanie Haney, with experts and insiders on what you need to know in Northeast Ohio. Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Things to Know podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Haney. And as always, very excited to have you here with me today. And I know I say this a lot, but this time, maybe the most excited that I've been because I am just such a fan Full disclosure, big fan of the guest that we have today. We are talking with comedian Eliza Schlesinger. And she is so talented, you guys. The reason we're talking with her is because her back in action tour, the current comedy tour that she's working on, it's coming with a Netflix special. This will be her sixth Netflix special. And it's coming here to Cleveland. She is shooting the special here in Cleveland. So, I'm not saying that you're going to just see this tour and then you'll see it become a Netflix special shot somewhere else. No, she is shooting it here in Cleveland in Playhouse Square. So Cleveland's going to get a good spotlight out of this. We are going to be on the national stage with this, what I'm sure will be an incredible performance. You know, she's already had five Netflix specials. They are called, so that you can find them, War Paint, Freezing Hot, Confirmed Kills, Elder Millennial and Unveiled and she shot them in several different cities we'll talk with her about that and they chose Cleveland for whatever reason so that's what I want to talk to her about is why why did we end up graced with this incredible performance coming here to Cleveland and a little bit about what we can expect to see potentially you know we've really kind of if you've been following her at all and if you haven't if you go back and watch those specials I think you'll really see her grow up with her audience her grow as her comedy continues you know as she progresses through different stages of life and she's got a new baby now she just had a baby with her husband in January so we'll talk a little bit with her about that her adorable pet Tian Fu we'll talk about her little dog and her new book that's coming out she's got a book that's coming out she has so much going on so I want to get right to this conversation Eliza is here with us now so let's bring her in and get this conversation started all right all right Eliza thank you so much for being here on the three things to know podcast we appreciate your time well I appreciate your time Movies, tickets. Yeah, exactly. And very excited to have you here for the Back in Action Tour coming here July 23rd. That'll be in Cleveland. You know, your first five specials, you've been all over. Dallas, Denver, Chicago, Nashville. You shot one on a ship on the USS Hornet. Very, very cool. So I think the big question we want to know is how did we get so lucky? Why will you be shooting your sixth Netflix special here in Cleveland? So I chose Cleveland. I chose the big C because... We, you know, it takes a while to make these deals for the specials. And by the time we had agreed on the fact that we were going to do a sixth special, we had done a lot of other also great markets. And Cleveland was one of those cities where it's big. Uh, it's a diverse enough audience. So you're not just talking to like carbon copies of yourself. And you get a lot of uh, inclusion in your audience. And it's a major metropolitan city. And it's in the Midwest. I mean, it's Ohio. I mean, I know Ohio's the Midwest, but I always feel like it's like, sneakily to the to the east coast nobody we thinks say, about that we say the midwest it's not it's not really geographically not. the midwest but i call it the north coast and we do call it the north coast here if you're on the water because you know west coast east coast north coast so that's what i call it but what are people it, in michigan what about their coast there's so many coasts up there what if you live true. in wisconsin there's a lot of coasts so i hope you don't get canceled for that um <laughs> bring it on but i think 
I picked Cleveland because it was one of the last major cities we had left because you can't go back into other cities that you just toured because they already saw you. So I thought it'd be great. We always have great shows in Cleveland. And so I was like, let's take it to the to the north coast of the upper Midwest that touches Pennsylvania. Okay, we like it. We're here for it. We're very excited for it. We don't uh we're happy that we beat out anybody else that was in consideration. I'm just gonna you go did. ahead and say wonderful. With a bat. Yeah. Cleveland That's what style. we do. That's what we do here in Cleveland, the hard knocks yeah. of Cleveland. Okay, yeah. so your tour, it's called Back in Action. Can you give us a little uh idea of what we can expect from this kind of material? I always think that question is funny because it's like you can expect to laugh. <laughs> there's not like there's no like uh, lecture on eugenics or anything, but it is the best hour I've written. And it is, you know, I did just have a baby, but I can't say that it's like a mom hour. Um, it is more just like, again, holding up a mirror to society and just sort of calling there. Everybody is welcome to my show. And so I think this show is super inclusive while allowing us to laugh at ourselves, especially with the way the world is lately. I think it's important to wrap your message in a dose of sugar, but not have anyone leave your show feeling bad. I think everybody leaves feeling uplifted regardless of what what rock you crawled out from under. So it's a really fun hour. I've had a lot of fun touring it uh, these past several months. I can understand why that would be, you know, a weird question for you. What are you going to talk about? How are you going to make us laugh for an hour? But it's, you know, following your career, this is your sixth special. I've looked at, you know, your other specials, watched them on Netflix. If you haven't watched them, you guys to binge it before you go to the show because it's very cool to see your progression. And it does very feel like as a member of your audience that we are in on the joke with you. You know, you're poking fun at things, but yeah. it does feel like it's coming from an authentic place because it feels like a shared experience that we're having with you kind of along the way. Yeah, I like to think, I mean, that my comedy has evolved over the year. Like a lot of women, a lot of men too, but people have like grown up with me. Like you watch me talking about dating and drinking and boys and stuff like that in my 20s and then I got married I did a whole special on that so a lot of that's the big compliment I get is that people have sort of grown up with me which is very cool um and you know you try to say things that are impactful and you try to say things you know we always remember we are here to make people think and make them laugh and so uh, I always feel like when people ask like what can we expect it's like can we have a free sample it's like this isn't Costco buy a <laughs> ticket you get nothing in the meantime <laughs> Unless you're following on the tour, right? You know, taking yeah. you around I don't even think and they do, the places. They don't do samples anymore anyway. COVID. <laughs> so don't. you're right. But it's great. It's a lot of fun. You're right. And you think about the phrase back in action, you know, and following you on social media, I guess the question that comes to mind is, you know, did you ever stop? Because even in the pandemic, when you couldn't do stuff, you know, we saw you behind the scenes working on things. You Speaking of your husband, we saw you doing the don't panic pantry on Instagram with your husband. That was very cool. And that actually, congratulations to him, you know, on the cookbook and all that stuff. Well, Stephanie, you are very informed. I am. I do not expect <laughs> this from most podcasts. And I give you all the credit for nailing those talking points. They're good for you. But that's, this is what a professional looks like. I'm not even in makeup. You're like ready to go. And I'm like, I'll put it under a hat. Um, so now I feel dwarfed. Um, you know, look, people need entertainment and I have a platform and that is your job at the end of the day to entertain, but also to make people think and to say what's in your heart. There's all different kinds of performers during the pandemic wanted to impact people in a positive way. So we started doing that show. He now has a cookbook, uh, the don't panic pantry cookbook that will be out in January. So that's very exciting. Um, I took exactly, I think six to eight weeks off to have my daughter. And then I went right back on tour and I, you know, a lot of, as everybody knows, like COVID took away so much 
And so when we were able to reschedule those dates, I was like, if I am not bleeding, I will go. And so, you know, that the if I didn't feel well, I wouldn't have gone, but that date rolled around for that first date back and I like squeezed myself into some maternity leggings and I went back on tour and a body in motion stays in motion. And yes, I do Pilates. And uh, it's just been, it's been awesome to be able to work out the way that I'm feeling. And also I think just given what we're all going through, it's nice to commune with people on stage and just sort of ask everyone like, hey, don't we all feel a little weird now? Here's an hour of a vacation. That is my job is to make people feel good for an hour. What a great no job. More I mean, yeah. no more. No less. What a great I job for sound, us. I sound like a masseuse. I'm like, it's just one hour. But people, <laughs> you know, I don't take it for granted that not everybody is wealthy. People spend a decent amount of money on these tickets. And in many cases, they spend money on gifts that they give me or homemade cards or write letters. And this is like a mini vacation. And and I take that. I take the fact that people bought a ticket. No, sorry, it's my dog. Very seriously. Come here. Bring that puppy in here. I was just uh, I was just thinking about the fact you, we'll get to this in a sec well we'll just talk about it now i got a puppy this weekend so oh my god do you is it near excited. Is it he's nearby? downstairs sleeping he's only eight weeks old he's a little unpredictable but oh, wow um, okay, we just yeah. named him yesterday he's an australian shepherd mix and we just named him oscar wilde of the house mccool and we're gonna call him oscar okay. but that's his name i was like you're not gonna say that whole name um no. i love an australian shepherd does he have blue eyes and a little crop butt like no tail no, it. he's got a tail because he's a mix, but he uh, does right. have the steely gray eyes. So uh, let's talk about Tian Fu. I want to know how Tian Fu's doing with the baby, with little Sierra May. I think everybody wants to hear this incredible, like, they're best friends. She gives her rides around the house. My dog, it's various shades of nonplus. Like, the other day she sniffed Sierra's head, and, like, that's the most. Tian Fu lives for uh every night when we get in bed after the baby's gone to sleep and she's like remember me i was your baby and she gets all the love so it's two different muscles in your heart when you love a baby or you love a dog you can be much more aggressive with the dog and you can kiss them deeper in the mouth and child services won't be called <laughs> well and uh to um i don't know probably freak you out more with my stalker level of preparation but i i promise you i'm not a stalker i'm just it's I'm my job to it. be on social media i, I actually it. uh i've been following your career for a long time i first saw you i don't know if you will remember this you had blanche at the time you were still workshopping the sarah mclaughlin song uh-huh. with blanche and it was at a comedy show at a pet store in la for the two uh, girls one pup comedy show and that's where I first saw you and I've been following you ever since oh my god you know what's so crazy is that I actually remember that show because I remember thinking this is the worst idea to have a show in a pet store because dogs are barking like you're getting heckled by like Dalmatian mixes barking at you that was so long ago yeah mm-hmm. Blanche was always she was always a treat everybody always liked her and uh she was. yeah she's been to Cleveland a few times and so oh, hey We'll bring we'll bring Tianfu this time. She can walk in her ancient footsteps. Well, I look forward to seeing Tianfu scuttle out with you on the stage, whether you're holding her or not. Now, I want to get to your new book that you have coming out quickly. I want to make sure we can talk about this. Your first book, I think it was your first book. Girl Logic was your first book, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. That was very funny. I enjoyed that. Hilarious notes on the way women process things. Uh, this one, all things aside, and I just I want to read this review from Margaret Cho, who's incredible, because sure. I want people to hear it. Every woman has something to gain from the every woman Eliza presents in her hilarious and astute worldview. I've learned that you don't have to quit when you are in pain, that you can write your way out of the suffering, that there is beautiful truth to be unearthed from the depths of despair, that the stupid can be smart and that we put ourselves through hell for nothing. 
and that's available for pre-order now by the way but uh I, in being familiar with your material that's a wonderful review. I was a little bit surprised because it sounds like we're going to see a little bit more of, of a, a darker side, maybe. Um, Margaret is always eloquent and elegant and um, at times stoic. And when I read that review, I was like, wow, you got that from this? Thanks, Margaret. <laughs> She's great. Um, and that's why I asked her for a quote. This book is, I opted to do, I mean, Girl Logic was more like an exploratory like thesis without like any sort of, no one asked for it. Um, this is a collection of essays. I've been reading a lot of personal essay books and I was like, I'm going to do my take on things. You know, I think a lot of times as women, it's like, well, who wants to hear what I have to say? And people sort of beat you down for giving an opinion. And I'm like, you know what? I've lived a little bit of a life, 39. I've been through some things. So commentary on, to say pedantic makes it sound like these things are inconsequential, but commentary on small things, you know, I'm not solving the Middle East crisis here. And it's more my commentary on society's commentary, the endless bullshit, and then personal stories um, that I think people will find themselves in, even if you haven't experienced it, just because of the heart and the comedy. So I'm extremely proud of this collection of essays. Yes, it is available for pre-order for months and months now, but it's out in October. Yeah. All right. So very exciting. We can see you here on July 23rd. You can get your pre-order in. Grab that book. Grab Girl Logic if you haven't read it yet. It's hilarious. And uh, one more thing I want to talk to you about, the new motherhood thing. Obviously, that's huge in your life. The baby was just born in January. You are taking, I think, in my unsolicited, unnecessary opinion, a very cool approach to sharing your motherhood on, in the public eye, on social media. And I would love to know, if you're willing to share, what those conversations were like when you were deciding how you were going to go about doing what you're doing and tell people what you're doing. You know, what's funny is that there were no conversations. It was like from the bottom of my heart, from the get go, like I never even showed my pregnant belly, like in a bathing suit or anything. I think the internet uh, can be a very dark and unforgiving place. And people take so much from you as it is, no matter how much you share. And so the little that I could control, I decided to do that. So I don't share her face. This has nothing. This is, yeah, I'm famous, but it's, you know, you see Beyonce's kids' faces, you know, but there is a security issue and there is just the idea of autonomy. And the more we become ensconced in all things internet, the more those are her choices and her right. I don't want to do that. It's no one really needs to see her face. I promise she's gorgeous. There's just no reason to share it. And I find that once you draw that line, people do respect it. And um, it's such a special thing. It's such an emotional, special thing, and I'm really enjoying it for myself. There are so many women out there who motherhood is hard. I mean, it's hard for everyone, but make fun, and they they have fun with it, and they share their experiences. You know, women talk about being exhausted and the trials and tribulations, and there's so many women out there doing that work that's so important, and they don't need my voice added to it. Um, I also, and I don't feel bad about this at all. I have full-time help. I've chosen, you know, I work really hard and I have someone, so I'm able to just enjoy my baby and I'm not up with her in the ways that a lot of women are. And I would never, I respect women that are able to do that. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out my perspective on motherhood because I can't join in and I'm not going to pretend to be tired when I'm not, and I'm not going to, you know, I have a, I had a miscarriage and I talked about that. I had, we all have little things that we choose to share, but it's okay to keep some things for yourself. 
Um, nobody wants to see me staring at her, crying at her, like biting her hand, being like, you're just mommy's precious angel. I don't so, know. I mean, it's kind of fun. The little foot bites are cute. Foot bites. It's just it's a sacred, precious journey. And uh, I'll just dispense bits of it where I can. But she's precious and it's private. And I'm just really enjoying keeping that to myself, I guess, for now, until she bothers me. And then then she's going on the Internet. She's going on yeah. blast with some with some shaming, like like puppy shaming, but for a human. It really. I, well, I, I I actually also have to say, you know, it is women are so harshly judged, no matter what you do, whether you have kids or you don't, or you're trying. And I talk about this in my act, and I see the way women get judged when they share the way in which they're parenting. And I don't actually. It's not something that I'm willing to sign up for. You don't need to know what formula I use, if I breastfed, which I did, how long I did it for. It's nobody's business because we're really big on forcing women to have children. And then once they do, not that I was forced, once a woman does have a child, we're positive no woman knows what she's doing. And I'm smart enough to know that I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm confident in my ways. So I'm just not interested in anyone's feedback, put it that way. It almost kind of reminds me, here's another throwback for you, the early days of when you were dating your husband and he was Smokey Husky. We didn't yeah. see his face. We didn't know who he was, but we just knew he was there and he had this presence. And it was cool. It was this private it, this private thing for you guys. And as someone who was a viewer, that was cool to see, that sort of respect of that relationship. I think it's okay to keep things private until you're positive how you want to organically share it. Um, I think there's this need now, everything we do, we take a picture, we put it online and I do participate in that. But the bottom line is having gone through this and even before I was a mother, I so respect the way, aside from feeding your kids cigarettes, I so respect the way every woman deals with her own fertility, deciding not to have kids, trying to have kids, having the kids, let the women do what they need to do and just respect that every woman and every mother is doing her absolute best and it's all just going to be different. I take no pleasure in judging other mothers, women. And now that I am a mother, I'm like, I get it. And you know what I can't wait for? To bring my baby on a plane and have her cry. Because I have listened to everyone's baby cry. And did she cry last time? No, but one day she will. And I'm just going to stare at you all and cheers and be like, yeah, listen to it. Enjoy sweet it. vindication. Yes, sweet vindication. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us, Eliza. We're very excited to have you here in Cleveland. Looking forward to whatever you do share in the Back in Action Tour. That's coming here on July 23rd, everybody. Get your tickets now. Eliza, thanks for joining us here on the Three Things to Know podcast. Thanks, Stephanie. Have a good one. Okay. Obviously, as soon as that conversation ended, I had to go downstairs and check on this little buddy. And now he's ready. He's done from his nap to say hello. Say hello, Oscar. This is our little buddy. This is the little Australian Shepherd mix. We got him Memorial Day weekend, and we could not be happier that he is the new addition to the family. So, Oscar, I'm sorry that you didn't get to meet, to meet Eliza and Tian Fu, but you're just a little unpredictable in your puppy days. So, here he is. <laughs> a little wiggly. And he'll co-host the rest of this with me. Oscar, let's tell him what they need to know in NEO. Here's what you need to know in NEO. Eliza's show, July 23rd. There are two tapings. It's at the Connor Palace in Playhouse Square, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. You can get those tickets at eliza.com tour. I just love these. The camera doesn't quite get it, but he's resting 
his head on the desk. He loves to rest. He loves to rest his head on the desk. What do you think, buddy? Do you want to sit right here? Do you want to put your paws on the laptop? <laughs> he is, uh, he's wonderful. Okay, so eliza.com slash tour. It is at, as I said, the Connor Palace in Playhouse Square. Get those tickets right away. And that brings me to a good follow. This is who you need to be following here in Northeast Ohio. If you're interested in these kinds of things, you can follow Playhouse Square on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook so you can keep up to date on the cool events coming to town because it's incredible that we get these great shows here in Cleveland. I can't stress that enough to people. You know, as I mentioned, I lived in LA, I lived in New York, now being here in Cleveland, we really do. We get great shows, we have great entertainment options. There's so much culture to be offered here in Cleveland. So if you want to stay on top of it, follow Playhouse Square. Their handle on everything is just Playhouse Square. So Instagram at Playhouse Square, Twitter at Playhouse Square, Facebook.com slash Playhouse Square. And of course, follow Eliza. I like to follow her on Instagram. So her Instagram handle is Eliza S. So there you have it. That's everything that you need to know to be hip to this incredible show coming to Cleveland. Did I mention that I'm excited about it? Clearly I am. Okay, thank you guys for being here with me for this episode of the Three Things to Know podcast. I appreciate you. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends. Leave us a rating and a review and subscribe if you haven't already. Those reviews and those ratings really do help us connect with more people here in Northeast Ohio. And Oscar wants you too! <laughs> All right, thanks guys. I will see you next time on Three Things to Know. Thanks for listening to Three Things to Know with Stephanie Haney from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now to stay in the know.